Welcome to Raising Competitors Mom and Dad, a podcast designed by the team at Compete Every Day to help the parents of athletes learn ways to raise strong, healthy competitors. Throughout every episode, you're going to learn ways to improve your athletes' grit, mentality, gratitude, leadership influence, and help them develop the skills we learn in sports that set us up for success in life. My name is Jake Thompson, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, keynote speaker and author, but more importantly, your host on the Racing Competitors Podcast, and I'm so incredibly excited you're here. Let's get to work. Good morning, parents, and welcome back to the Raising Competitors podcast. Jake Thompson here, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, and more importantly, your host at the Raising Competitors podcast. This show was born years ago after multiple conversations with friends who were just burnt out with the youth sports scene. They were trying to raise their athlete to just compete to be of a competitive mindset in a healthy way, to not carry the burdens and expectations of perfectionism, to not expect their trophies to be handed out, to find ways to stand out in a world that is just pushing for you to blend in, to be perfect, to stand in a box. And so out of those conversations, I started having conversations with sports psychologists, with parents, with people who were passionate about helping youth athletes unlock their full potential. And that is what the Raising Competitors show is all about. It is a passion project here for me. It is part of the work that I do compete every day as a keynote speaker and an author. And I just enjoy having the conversations. I haven't had the opportunity yet to become a parent, but as someone who is so incredibly passionate about sports, about the lessons we learn from sports, about the things I struggled with as an athlete growing up, And what I didn't know, I didn't know. I am just so hopeful that the conversations from this show will not only give you as a parent some additional lessons and ammunition for raising a healthy, strong, competitive kid for sports, but more importantly for life and equipping them with the things necessary to be a leader, to be gritty, to be resilient, to stand strong in the face of peer pressure, to go out and compete every day for their best life. And so that is the purpose and mission behind this show. I'm so incredibly excited you're here investing some time today. You're in for a treat with a conversation today with my friend, Bella Loomis. Bella was a stud softball player at Arizona State University. She went ahead and pursued a master's in psychology. She has a passion for sports psychology and honestly has a passion for helping athletes. She does a ton of work in the Phoenix area right now with athletes of all ages, helping them from a physical skill development for softball, but more importantly, a mental skill development for on the diamond and life off of it. And we talked today about perfectionism. We talked today about putting immense pressure on yourself. We talk about ways to help our athletes and encourage the process to building confidence. And so Strap in, get ready for a conversation with an athlete who was just recently there. She was playing just last year at an elite level. She's going to talk about it from an athlete perspective as well as the unique perspective now of having that sports psychology degree and doing the work in the field to help athletes. And so for today's episode, I'm glad you're here and I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Bella Loomis. 
Good to have you on the show. Uh, we connected last year at Lauren Johnson's Elite by Choice event. Got to hang out, spend some time together this year at Nashville. Your playing days have come to a close, but you are still involved and on the field coaching and working with people, not only on the physical side, but definitely on the mental side. And so with the Raising Competitors show, I was like, I got to get you on. I want to talk to you about being that high level athlete. And then also from the mental performance side, knowing what goes into it a little bit differently. And so welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So you give us a quick snapshot of where you are now, work, school, life, what you did. I know for the last handful of years as a Sun Devil, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So like you said, just finished up my fifth year this past May. So five years because of COVID. So we're done now. We're done playing. Now I am coaching. I'm coaching at the high school that I actually played for. Um, they compete at a very high level. I'm coaching them. I'm coaching a 14U club team right now and then doing my own thing with defense lessons and um, mental coaching. So kind of just giving back. I never thought I would do this much coaching right now, but I love it. So why, 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 why coaching, especially some of you, uh, I don't think I'd get into it. And it's hard sometimes for athletes to make that transition to coaching. What led you down this road? I mean, honestly, it was, so I was interested in sports psych, my senior year, my true senior year. And I literally it opened my eyes up and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I had this when I was younger. And so that really like sparked my interest in like, okay, I want to do this. I want to coach younger girls. And then I just, after I ended playing, I got the opportunity to coach on the softball side, which it's a total different dynamic being, going from being an athlete to coaching. It's, it's a lot tougher than I thought, but um, I just, I love giving back. I want to develop these girls and I just love it. So talk to me a little bit. What was what was kind of the, I would say the mental skill for you that stood out of like, oh my God, if I'd only had this like three or four years ago, like game changer, what, what was the one area where you struggled as a player? And then you saw the dots connecting afterwards. Mm -hmm. I think I, as an athlete put so much pressure on myself. I don't even know, like I would worry about what others thought of me, my coaches, you know, my teammates, and it, it hurt me. And so I started to do things like journaling and kind of just talking through things with my coach. And it, it like made the game fun again in a way that it wasn't so serious and that I could just play and just like trust myself and play and not worry about the results all the time. What so I, I'm curious about that. You played big division one softball, played in an ultra competitive conference. You naturally put a lot of pressure on yourself. Your teammates put a lot of pressure on themselves as well as each other. How do you navigate kind of your last year of that? How did you navigate that with a different perspective on dealing with pressure in the moment? And then how did your teammates kind of respond or y'all go through things together through that? Mm -hmm. So last year, I kind of changed my perspective in a way that it's my last year, like, let's just go all out, see what happens. And teammates were very supportive of that. And we kind of, my last year, we as a team 
really gelled together, which we never felt that my last four years that I played. And so as a team, like we really, there was a point where we were playing for the coaches and not ourselves and not each other. So at that point, we had a turning point as well, where it was like, let's just go all out. Like who cares what happens? And we, we actually did very well. We ended up becoming Pac-12 champs. So it was fun, like not playing for, you know, someone else. And one thing that we always focused on was worrying about ourselves. Like who cares who's on the other side? Like who cares? Let's just focus on ourselves. So that was a big perspective change for us. I, I want to ask you about that because I know you were probably the one championing a lot of this internally. What was kind of the talk or, or how did you get yourself and maybe your teammates to, to control the controllables more than anything? Focus on yourself versus the other people. What, what were the things you did to prepare you for that? Mm-hmm, good question. I think it was, ooh, that's a really good question. I think just those like practices were always about like going in going into a weekend before playing a big team, you know, you go through review, you go through film, things like that. But at the end of the day, like you got, you have to play well, like it's you guys, like we're competing as a team. And so those were just the little things that were said, you know, within our team and within the coaches talking, like that's how we kind of we're just able to focus on ourselves and it's a long season, right? So you, ha- you cannot like be so focused on who you're playing the next game or just who you're playing the weekend after weekend after weekend. Like you have to just focus on yourself and go one game at a time or else you're going to get burnt out. So it's a long season. And so just having that dialogue and just little reminders each day of just focusing on who we are and in, in our DNA. I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about your, some of the coaching you're doing right now at the different areas. How, I would say, what are you seeing in terms of your athletes? Their, I guess their biggest struggle being from a mental standpoint um, of, of at least the athletes you work with of like, Hey, we're attacking perfectionism. We're attacking controlling the controllables kind of where are you spending most of your time, at least at this point? Mm-hmm. Good question. I think with these athletes that I've been seeing with is they get so hard on themselves so early. Like after a bad at bat, they are in the dugout and they're down on themselves. They're not into the game. They're not focused in the present moment after that. They're just shut down. So I think like teaching them about like how to recover quickly and realizing that there's going to be so many more opportunities. Like you can't control what just happened. So let's control like what's in front of you next. And I think that's the biggest thing. And also confidence, like these girls kind of goes with that. Like they get so down on themselves, but just like continuing to realize that you just got to keep going. I love it. I love it. One of the things I saw you do recently on Instagram was having your athletes write down what the purpose was of the lesson, like going into it to set an intention. Talk to me about the importance of that, especially for the parents listening, because it's so easy for the athletes to show up and you have got a lesson or yeah, I've got a workout. And we, we go through the motions versus having that intention with it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why I did that that week. And I'm going to continue to do that is because like Nowadays, these girls go to hitting coaches, they go to defense coaches, they go to strength coaches, name it, there's a coach for it that their parents will send to. And so it can get like repetitive after week after week. So these girls, I feel like they don't have a full understanding of 
you know, what they're doing, the process. I feel like the parents, especially, they just want results right away. So they send them wherever. And so I made them write down, okay, what's your purpose for today? Like, what do you want to get out of this lesson? We're not just here just to go through the motions, just to check the box off. Like let's, whether it's to let's get better or let's focus on like one thing that you really want to focus on. I don't care what it was. I just wanted them to have a purpose and shift their focus to be a little bit better during the hour that we have. It's an hour. So if you can give me an hour of just hard work and whatever your purpose is, we're going to get better. And that's what it's all about. Just getting better each day. I love, Oh, I love it because yeah, I mean, we get so caught up of going through the motions and then you get into the trap of you're practicing to practice versus you're practicing to perform. Mm -hmm. And that shows up dramatically different on the field. So Let's take a step back. I know a lot of our folks listening parent-wise or parents of athletes, young athletes, high school, college. How are you helping, I would say, mom and dad work with or continue to build on the lessons you're doing in the cage, on the diamond uh, with your athletes? For example, the setting, the intention. How are you kind of working with mom and dad to continue those conversations knowing that if I have an hour with them, mom and dad has hours with them. What are the things that they can do to continue it? Or if say they're not even working with you, it's a parent listening here, hasn't had a chance to work with you yet. How can they have those conversations with their kids about the intention of what you're going to do for practice that day? Mm -hmm. It's great because, you know, the parents are, they have, there's like a little sitting area, but they're nearby. They watch their kid work with me. And so we're like allowed to have that conversation after the lesson and okay. I think it's just being communicative of hey like and they're pretty good about asking like hey how'd she do like what do we need to work on and so I think having that communication piece is huge with whoever's coaching your kid and also um you know at home yeah they're at home they can do these little things I give them so many things to do that they can just do on their floor or just like mentally rehearsing different things or talking to the kid about um you know, scenarios or things like that. I think that's a huge piece of development and also allowing them to be a kid. Like, I feel like there's so much time that they are putting the work in and there's not enough time of just being a kid and not worrying about the sport, just having fun, doing whatever. Um, I think that's a big piece that's also missing probably. So I'm going to ask you this as somebody who played high level division one, how, from a parent standpoint, how can they relieve some of that pressure? Because they're probably thinking, well, you got to be at every camp. We got to do every drill. We got to go all over the country. We got to do all these things to get you a scholarship because the pressure and everything's so high on that. So as someone who's played at the elite level, how do you encourage parents to say, create space for them to be a kid again? It's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's competitive out there. Like you got to go to these camps, but, and it gets expensive. So I think, um, you know, I think the kid has to do their research on kind of like where they want to go or what, whatnot. And also being realistic with themselves and being like, okay, I can go here. I can't go here, whatever. And, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to go to every camp. You're not going to be able to go to every top schools camp but I think choosing those right ones that you want to go to and um you know you're on a competitive club team so that's the hard part is just kind of managing your time and realizing like okay this is 
this is the time when I'm, I'm going to put into, you know, softball or whatever sport. And then like, also I need this amount of time for socializing or whatever. Like I, in, in the high school that I coach, I made them do a, it's called 168 hours. And they wrote down everything that they do in a week, which is 168 hours. And you could tell like, this is how much time I put into softball. This is how much time I put into school, whatnot. This is how much time I do put into whatever. And we categorize them into productive things and non-productive. So you can kind of see like, all right, I can move my non-productive things into my productive if this is what I want to do. And it aligns with their goals. So, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then go for it, go hard, you know, but you have to enjoy it. That's the biggest thing. You have to have fun. Well, you have to, and also in that note, you understand the power of your choice. Yes. Like everything requires a choice and a give and take. And the sooner you understand, like you can't have everything, at least all at once. And you have to make those sacrifices for what's most important is valuable. One of the things I know that's important to you that you talk with athletes about is building confidence. And what I'm curious about is how can we help our athletes build confidence where we're not just outcome driven? It's not just whether you won or whether you hit a home run or whether you threw the person out to win the game, but how can we help our athletes build confidence in themselves um, in terms of things we can say to them, areas we can focus on so that at least the parents listening, when they see that confidence shaken or not there, they can at least start to help their athlete develop it. Mm -hmm. Good question. First thing that comes to my mind is talking about small wins with your kid or with yourself just like all right like what's a small win yeah like after a practice let's say it wasn't a good a great practice all right whatever but like there's got to be something that you did well within that practice there's got to be something whether that was I hit one really good ball like I'm gonna remember that now like I'm gonna remember that and build on that and I think you know during the games especially you can have a bad inning. Oh, well, so what? But like building off of that next inning or like someone's great at bat, building off of those, like it's always about moving forward. And with confidence, like it's there, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster coaster with confidence. There's, it's going to be ups and downs. So you have to build on those wins. And I wouldn't say like necessarily forget about all of the failures, all the mistakes, but learn from them, but build on those wins, those good things that you do. I love it. I love it. Build on the wins. Talk about the little things you do in the process. So incredibly important. Bella, where can people learn more about your coaching as well as where can people follow you, follow you on social media? On social media, on Instagram, my at is Bella Loomis underscore performance underscore. Um, that's the best way for anyone to reach out to me. I'm really active on there. I love when girls reach out to me. I encourage it with everyone. So that's the best way. Sweet. So drop her a DM. If you're a parent interested in learning more about her programs, how she can help your athlete. She is a rock star individual and she was a rock star player, uh, in one of the most competitive conferences in division one college softball. So Bella, thank you so incredibly much for coming on the show this week. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the raising competitors podcast brought to you by compete every day to learn more about the show, listen to past episodes or get connected with our team. Visit raisingcompetitors.com. We'll see you next episode.